Okay, thank you. Thanks for greeting each other. This side is overly welcoming and friendly. I can see that. You may be seated. Thank you. So this is a special day. We have an opportunity to share. We've had a couple of weeks of an infusion of some more discussion about missions. Today, specifically about our trip that we just came back from Haiti. Um, We have a few passions here, some key elements that we like to hold as highest values here at Dillon Community Church. One of those is a growing intimacy with God. We really want to be about the business of discipleship and maturity. The second one is being a part of caring community to each other and right around here close by, uh, a part of a community. And the third thing is to be going passionately into the world, into the county, in, right around us, and sharing Christ with others in word, saying it, and also indeed acting it. And that's a, a critical part of what we want to be about. This is the year with emphasis on going passionately. And so, It fits right in for us to talk about this opportunity we had to go to Haiti. And uh, I'll just set this up a little bit. I tried to shoot some video footage this year to to change it a little bit from some of the presentations we've had in the past. So you can see some images with your eyes. Hopefully you can hear. You'll hear the horns honking at times. You'll hear kids giggling. You'll hear singing. You'll hear a couple of the songs we just sang this morning. That was intentional. And you'll, you'll hopefully be able to connect. And I think if you work really hard at it, you might be able to smell a little of it. You might be able to. It's your deal. But honestly, the idea is hopefully that you'll connect. You'll experience some of it with us. Ask questions afterward. Come and find any of us and say, hey, what happened with this? Talk to us later and get us to fill it in a little bit. It was handheld, so some of it's shaky. I'll be real honest. But uh, here's a picture of our spectacular team. Aren't they fabulous? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Spectacular. They are. And so we'll be coming in in little shifts here. We'll kind of mix it in with some video footage and a couple of sharings. So the first thing you'll see is some footage of us just rolling through town and some uh, jobs and things happening. And Kevin is going to come and share some about the economy and and what we've experienced there and just the the cultural condition. Then after that, there will be some images from the church service that we got to attend. And Wendy's going to come and share some things from the church service. Then we'll show a couple of video footages. One is a, a clinic tour a walking tour, and then some stuff from the school, the kids in the school. Following that, Cindy's going to come up, talk a little bit to that, talk to some of our opportunities for it. She's going to have Alicia come and, and share with her, if whatever Alicia would like to share with our group. Thank you for coming today and wearing the shirt. Way to go. And then there will be a little footage from a new opportunity there called Welcome Home Haiti, that there will be some houses being built. You'll see, Cindy will set that a little bit. And the very last footage will be from a very unique opportunity we had this year to go and minister to men in prison in Cap Haitian. And I'll wrap it up on the back end of that. So let's start right away with a video.
That is good, even at the bar. Uh, we're out of dog food, and I'm going to go to Target later and get a big bag of dry stuff, and I think I'll carry it on my head like in Haiti, freeze up the hands a lot more. Uh, for those who don't know, we go to Cap Haitian, which is in the northern coast of the, of the country. Port-au-Prince is about 150 miles south. Cap Haitian did not suffer the earthquake, so it had the advantage of uh, not a big negative hit on its uh, economy and just life in general. So that's the that's kind of what we're flying into. Five minutes out of the airport this year, economically, we noticed an improvement. They've paved several miles of the main road through town and even out of town. And if you remove the dust from a dirt road and potholes and just filth, it's a tremendous improvement on people's air quality. And so that's number one. Number two, if you notice, there was very little trash around. You had a pile here and there, you know, normal litter that you would see anywhere. Last year, there were giant mounds of trash, which was an improvement. At least all the trash was in mounds, whereas a few years ago, the trash was just everywhere. That is a, a big improvement. And, and uh, Mono credited the local government for uh, helping to push that forward. Uh, Haiti is obviously in a, in a very tough place economically, but there's some anecdotes that we noticed this year that are very positive. Uh, we hear about uh, a Korean firm actually feels comfortable that they have plans to come and build a textile plant in Haiti, bringing in money from outside the community to infuse and give people jobs. There is a small bay that kind of curls around by the Haitian Christian Ministry compound where you have the church, the school, and the clinic. And very close to it, there are plans to run a road where the cruise ships would bring small boats in, let them off at this bay, and truck people up or bus people up to the Citadel, which is a large, huge fort that was built right after their independence uh, to keep an eye on the French, see if they're going to sneak back in and, and uh, boot them out. Never happened. Uh, but this thing you can see from 20 miles away. It's, it's, it's amazing. I can obviously not describe it, but it would be a potential tourist site where more money would come in to the community from there. Things feel noticeably safer there. And I've only been there last year and this year, um, but talking to people from the teams that have come for several years, years ago, you didn't feel safe walking outside the walls of the house that you were staying in or even among the community. Now, 
hey, yeah, go and walk up and down the street. We hiked up the hill to this little church that was, I don't know, 800 vertical on top of a hillside, past people, goats, families, no big deal. If you can bring new money into a community and make it safe for that money to come in and invest, boy, now you're cooking with gas. And that's the progression, that's the trajectory that we're seeing Haiti enjoy right now. So uh, some antidotes of some positive movement in Haiti. church is really awesome, and you probably recognize the tune. Everybody just wails out. I I remember standing there and watching one of the little girls sitting next to me, and she was just singing her heart out, which made me sing my heart out. But I didn't know what I was saying, although she knew what she was saying. Um, The church experience is about the first experience we have, we get there on a Saturday and we go to church Sunday, and it lasts for a couple of hours. It's a very passionate experience. As you can see, the benches are pretty large in the new church, and everybody still sits, well, the kids anyway, still sit as close as they can to me. They just scooch right up and get, like, right on me. I just love it. And then they start petting me, because my skin is blanc, you know, and they just, it's like they're trying to rub it off or something. Um, the older women, they all wear hats. El beau chapeau is the Creole for what a beautiful hat you have. And these hats are awesome. I mean, the English have nothing over <laughs> the Haitian hats, let me tell you that. The... As you could see, everybody dresses to the nines to go to church. And amazingly, even though they may have little huts and and live in dirt houses, they dress in beautiful linens that are pressed. 
They have all kinds of silks, the hats, the gloves. They all have Bibles. When we got there Sunday morning, what I did is um, I noticed there was an older gentleman who was blind, who was walking across the street, coming into the compound to come to church. And so I went over and introduced myself to him and chit-chatted with him and helped him all the way into church. Alpha is his name. And he, um, I saw him almost every day. I made him uh, promise to come to the clinic so we could check him out. And I just adopted this elderly gentleman. He's just a wonderful, wonderful person. His Bible was probably, I don't know, 4,000 years old at least. You know, the, the cover was gone and the pages are all wrinkled. And, and he just held that with all of his life. At one point in the service, everybody lifts their Bibles up. And they say something. And then everybody says, Amen. I know, I know when to do that. I think they're affirming the Word of God, and they do that in every church service that I've been to, which is really kind of a neat thing. You get to see all kinds of Bibles. Some are new, some are in French, some are in English, some are old, some are ripped, some are torn, some have fingerprints all over them. It's really, really unique to see that affirmation. And um, the music, of course... The music is really awesome. They have their choir. There's a couple of ladies there that just put me in tears with their voices. They were so incredible. And they practice all week long. And so it is fun to be at the clinic and take a break and go outside and listen to the choir practicing during the week. It's really a very unique experience. Thank you. They come into the front of the clinic here, do the walkway down through. Here's the clinic from the outside, kind of on the back corner of the compound. Folks are just kind of taking their time, and they just wait patiently. Often they come in through that back gate. It's visible there. Sometimes there's people selling. Yeah, we've got a few people selling some of their wares as the patients wait, and there's the the entrance door there and exit. So we start here at the magic door with Toussaint. There he goes. He's the sergeant at arms. Then we come into triage. There's Miss Wendy taking care of getting information, vital signs. Miss Simone checking patients in. They come in and they wait in this hall. So we make sure that they get warm medicine. And then we get them in to see a doctor. With Sherry, with Dr. Jerry and Andre and folks. Dr. Steve, Casey, and hello. And there's Judy and Miss Cindy. Thank you, Casey. Nice to meet you. And we come down to this end of the hall. There's the school out of kind of the front of the compound. The new church building. Dr. Bill and Miss Alicia with the patient, the family. And in here, Suzanne is keeping track of things. The consultation room. And then they come down.
and they wait. And there's where all the meds. Mon Premier and Cindy, Kevin, Kathy doling out the meds. And that's kind of the flow. They come in and they go out. Who's ready to go with me next year? I'm ready to go tomorrow. <laughs> um, that was Prisca in the last clip that you saw um, in the church leading the children in their choir lessons. And they don't have books, so what she would do is um, sing the music, and then the kids would repeat what she had, mimic, you know, what she had um, sung to them. So that was kind of cool. Um, I'm always amazed. This was my fifth trip, Wendy's fifth trip, Kevin and Alicia's second. Um, every year, the group that God puts together to go. Um, when I first start thinking about it, I get a little panicked, and I think, no, wait a minute. You know, you do this every year, Cindy. Haven't you learned anything yet? But God is faithful, and he puts together the team that he sees fit to go. And so I'm learning to be patient, and I'm learning to trust him every year that I help put this together. I want to say thank you to all of you for keeping this a viable mission for DCC. Um, We couldn't do it without your prayers. We couldn't do it without your financial support. And we couldn't do it without people with a passion to do this kind of work. And I forgot to mention, although this is a medical mission trip, don't let that stop you if God is telling you to come and serve. We will find something for you to do. Talk to Kevin, because he's probably the most non-medical person I've ever known. And and he loves it probably more than I do. So anyway, I'm going to let Alicia tell you a little bit about um, what she saw in the clinic this year. Thank you. In the clinic, you see everything. Uh, Wendy, I have a picture of her holding a three-day-old baby that had come in. And uh, then we also took care of people that are probably in their 80s. They're not quite sure when they were born, but uh, they're still there. And uh, you've got to be made of pretty tough stuff to uh, be in Haiti your entire life for 80-odd years. 
Uh, so high blood pressure was a very common theme. I saw my very first case of full-blown malaria, and that was absolutely one of the most powerful patients I'd ever seen. His eyes were yellow from the jaundice. His spleen was enlarged. He had a raging fever. And we didn't have any malaria medicine for him. So we told his wife to come back the next day, and we pooled together all of our malaria medicine to make sure that he would have some to treat his malaria. And there is a miracle with every single patient that we see. The ones that that are able to come in, and we may not always have the the most accurate or up-to-date, you know, uh, tools or equipment that we need, but we still manage to take care of them. And uh, and probably the most amazing thing is the prayer that they all receive when they come in, in addition to the medical care. You know, I don't think you can have one without the other uh, when you go to Haiti. So it truly it's it's a miracle. It's a blessing to to be there, and uh, what a gift! Thank you so much for helping to support me. I am a member at Lord of the Mountains, and but Cindy and I go way back in the way back machine um, in Vail, and uh, so she's talked to me for years about coming, and it finally God put it together. And so I was able to go last year. And, and, and Kevin, you're right. There were definitely so many improvements. And um, the clinic is just there to really help serve the people in that area. And I can't tell you how much it does mean to know that you are all praying for us while we're there. And it um, makes, a, makes a big difference. So thank you so much. I also wanted to share um, something about... Um, Besides the medical clinic, DCC has another unique opportunity to serve in Haiti, and it's a new branch of Haitian Christian Ministries called Welcome Home Haiti. And it was a blessing for our team at the very end of the week. We weren't sure we were going to be able to squeeze it in, but Pastor Mano um, worked his magic and said, let's close up the clinic and get our stuff in order. I want to take you to see the houses that are being built. And um, a lot of you know Donna McCall who used to be part of this congregation. She was kind of the person that inspired us to get involved with Haitian Christian Ministries. Her daughter, Shelly Harry, and her husband, Steve Harry, um, have just started this Welcome Home Haiti. And what they are doing is sending teams to go down to Haiti whenever possible and to help a Haitian construction team build houses. I think there are 22... um, needy, uh, deserving families from Mano's uh, congregation who are on a waiting list for these homes. And um, for Mano to be able to bring this to fruition and set an example of what church can do for its congregation and its people, I think shows that he is dedicated to the Lord and he's dedicated about his service to the Lord. Um, There are 12 finished right now. So I'm planting the seeds for anybody who might want to put together a small group or your family to come in April when Mono is here for the board meeting and hear he and Steve tell about what's happening with Welcome Home Haiti. Um, 
So keep that in mind. It's something Kevin and I, just in the last couple of weeks since being there, really feel God tugging at our hearts. So um, if that's something you think you might want to do, please, please let me know. And maybe we can get a group together to go sooner than later down to Haiti to help build a house for a needy family. Another opportunity that we got to experience was going to the prison. And Mark will probably talk a little bit more about that. But um, I was really proud of our team. Um, we were the only second, only the second team to ever go to the prison. So we really um, had a small amount of information from the previous team that had been there about what we might see and what we might take. And the night before, we were all pretty apprehensive, you know, about... Jesus, it's a prison. You know, what kind of people are we going to see? Are they going to let us bring the tools we need to take care of these really sick men? And you know what? God really took over and um, showed us that, you know what? You might not all have the tools, but you have eyes, you have ears, you have all your senses. And I'm going to work through those senses to share compassion and healing through you guys. And um, we saw 60 out of the 80 patients that they had intended for us to see. We felt really bad that we couldn't see those last 20, but I think if we would have stayed all day, there would have been more and more and more people. So the need is great. And uh, I think Mono put in his monthly newsletter that um, it's something that he hopes to continue with the teams that um, follow. And hopefully we can help streamline it um, the team kind of put together a little mash unit. The truck that we ride in every day, one of the seats was the pharmacy. The other seat was the central supply. And we had runners that would go back and forth from um, the infirmary in the prison out to the truck, grab the supplies, bring them back in. And in the meantime, um, Dr. Steve and Bill, our PA, were busy trying to diagnose. We saw things that we'd never seen before. Um, but you could really feel God's spirit there working with us and being right there alongside us. So we didn't have time to worry about all the things we did the evening before. And again, I just want to say thank you. Think about ways that you can continue to help this ministry, whether it's through prayer or your finances or going with us sometime. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Lim, that's well, okay. Almost, no, that's the cassava. That's the cassava.
So he will give medicine for his cough, an antibiotic. He needs to drink a lot of water with this So it's a lot of contrasts, and that's why we ended that way. We uh, literally went into the prison, worked with probably some of the most marginalized people in the Western Hemisphere, got in a truck, drove 20 minutes over the hill, and sat on one of the most beautiful beaches in the world, on this Caribbean island. Fascinating contrast. And that's really... If you could say anything, it's just this constant back and forth, these these tensions and the contrasts that we experience. And right now here at Dillon Church, we're not only about going passionately, that's our theme for this whole year, but right now we're in the middle of a fasting and praying process, trying to be about the business of committing ourselves at a deeper level to say, God, enhance, please, be about the business of reaching out to others. And I took it as part of my role in that prison with those men to try to pray, to go over and to lay my hands on and pray for every single patient that came in. After a while, I had to bring in the lefty. I had to get Kevin to come in and help because it was overwhelming. It really was. Because I decided, I'm going to ask, I'm going to listen, I'm going to try to hear. And Alicia said it perfectly before when we were set up to go in. She said, you know... These men are in multiple layers of prisons. They really are. They're in emotional prisons. They're in mental prisons, physical prisons, and spiritual prisons. And as part of the process of praying, and praying makes a difference. If you were part of the process, part of the team, the commitment to pray for us, thank you. Always do that for the missionaries when we're out and about. But laying on hands and and listening to God, the things that I got were overwhelming. The stories, the information, the, the oppression, the weight that was on these people, the hopelessness. Now the truth is, though, we have experienced a great deal of hope as we come back this year. Because through the trajectory of several years that we've been able to go, we see a lot of difference, a lot of benefits we're making in the community, in the church, in the clinic there, with the, the people around, and even the, the positive improvements in the country itself and in the infrastructure. It makes a difference. It does. And spiritually, it definitely makes a difference. 
And so thank you for the opportunity today to share with you some of this experience. I hope you were able to encounter a little bit more, see more, hear more, experience, maybe smell a little bit of it. Some of the smells were awesome, some were not. But the truth is, there's power there. And there's a great opportunity. And there's opportunity for you. You heard some of the things that are are going on there. If you are supporting a child in the school, please continue to do that. It's a significant investment in their family and in their future. Or if you'd like to consider the idea of Welcome Home Haiti, you saw those beautiful homes that are being built there uh, around the general vicinity at HCM. So thank you for your attention today. Stand together if you would. We're going to let you out of here. But let's uh, bow in prayer as we go. Lord, we do stop and pray for Mono, for the church, for the uh, leaders there. We pray that you will give them courage and strength. You'll give them a great sense of importance and, and being able to sort out the priorities. You'll give them leadership and the idea of sustainability for the future. God, we pray that you'll give them resources through all of the ways that they need them, including spiritually and mentally, emotionally, and the physical resources. Thank you for the difference that they make in their community. Help us to learn from them and continue to be making a difference, to be a light on the hill here, just like they are there in their place. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to have this partnership where we can work together ongoing and invest in Haiti. Bless those wonderful, wonderful people. And God, bless the people that came here today. May they walk away with a sense of of connection. May you work in their spirit and their heart and their mind to where they may see something in their future where they would be involved in some way with things outside of themselves and outside of this community at the same time that we continue to uh, go passionately sharing Christ in word and deed right here in Summit County and also in Haiti. And we pray all that in Christ's name. Amen. So go passionately and uh, go into the world with the gospel this week. Thank you. Have a great week. Thank you.